All right, with Sophia Gila, the Keep Your Vital Organs Warm, played at the Fashion Experimental uh, Dance Film Festival. Really interesting film. This is uh, this was made at Temple University, correct? Yes, it was my junior directing project for my concentration. Are you you're st- are you still at Temple right now? Yes, so I am a senior right now, so I'm working on my thesis project this year. Um, this Vital Organs came out over the summer um, and was worked on in the spring of 2023 uh, through production. In Temple, that's in Philadelphia, correct? Yes, Philadelphia, North Philadelphia. And is that, are, you, are you from that area? I am from South Jersey. Um, okay. So it's right over the bridge from Philadelphia. Um, it's kind of an area of Jersey where they say like, oh, we're from Philly. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of natural to come over here for school. Yeah. Like the suburbs, I guess, of, of Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, definitely on the Jersey side, but definitely, yeah. Okay, so this is a so you're 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 going you're in film school right now at that school. Yes, so I'm in the film and media arts uh, department of Temple. I think that we we obviously I've interviewed a lot of people, a lot of universities. I think this is our first film that I've talked to someone from from this from Temple before. So I'm happy I'm happy that they've they've come out they've come to us. So I appreciate you submitting to us. Of course. Well, that's good to hear. We have a lot of a lot of good people in our, you know, coming up through our program right now. Um, okay, so tell me about this this particular uh, project. This so basically, you wrote uh, the screenplay as well, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, I came up with the um, concept for the project about two winters ago, um, and it was just kind of to tell like a universal story that a lot of artists go through um, in order to get to, you know, whatever level of success they're, they're seeking. They usually pass through some kind of phase where, you know, an instructor or a mentor, someone seems to be um, abusing that passion. Um, and so I kind of wanted to, to highlight that on screen. So I brought it to the table um, to my producer the following summer, so last summer. And then throughout the fall of last year, I worked on the screenplay in my classes. um, And then again, in the spring, we worked on production. Gotcha. And then, so this is like, like you, you just like whip leaves. Obviously you've seen whiplash, right? Yes. Which is the the over the top dramatic story of the, of the teacher kind of abusing his student, I guess. Right. Definitely, yeah. So Whiplash was one of the the bigger like inspiration name titles that that we had on our lookbook and on our um, just kind of uh, on on our minds throughout the process. Um, it actually wasn't the the first piece of media that came to my mind um, when I was first working on it. There is. Uh, an animated series that um, I kind of grew up with uh, that is about a pianist um, and kind of his his struggle against um, or his struggle to find music after he'd lost it in his childhood. Um, but then at the start of last year, um, when I began taking some directing courses, some of my classmates brought up Whiplash. I'd never seen it. Okay. Um, and they were like, you, you need to watch this. You need to see this because it's basically, um, you know, a version of what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely a more more, I would say, aggressive uh, portrayal of that relationship. But mm-hmm. the sentiment is there. Yeah. 
Well, it's a really, if this is your first directing film, I want to see what you do next. Cause I like the, the style of this film because it's like, you're making, like you start the film with her relationship with the piano and you really center on both the piano and her, like the piano is a character in this film, obviously. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was, that was a big thing when I was working with the, the cinematographer that we we made sure that the piano felt like a character, the music felt like like an entity in the room. And then she's alone with the piano and there's like this, you don't, like she's feeling something, like she knows what she's doing, but there's like this kind of, I don't know, we know what the emotion is, but you're let the viewer can decide on their own. And then you have like the the, the teacher come in and it's sort of like from her point of view, and it's like, who is the, and all of a sudden, like, he he's not like overbearing. He's not like the whiplash character where like, he's like shows up in a, in a muscle bound t-shirt, like, you know, and he's just a guy and, and in the way, but he, he's like a little bit of an abuser, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I, I definitely wanted to leave her relationship with the music at the beginning and end up to like the interpretation of the yeah. audience. Um, feeling at the beginning like she's trying out something but not necessarily getting there till the end um and feeling like she kind of needed to go through that that tribulation to to find to unlock that that key to to her passion um and i think yeah i just wanted to highlight that struggle that is a lot of times inherent with the creation of art there's there's a lot of people that you meet along the way that well, sometimes, you know, at first seem seem very approving and approachable and helpful even. And then, you know, sometimes that can, can flip on a dime and yeah. you really need to decide, like that's your deciding moment of do I stay or do I go? Um, yeah, it's yeah. like subtle. Like you have a very, it's like the way you do it. Like even like, I don't even know if this is proper. I have no idea. But like the, he touches her hands with his pencil, right? And there's even a yeah. moment where like he yeah. touches her shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely wanted to to Mm. highlight those moments of like just encroaching on that space. Um, That's definitely I I trained for a bit myself in music, and that's definitely like just something that happens is like uh, correcting your posture or like just like little little touches that uh, you know are harmless and it doesn't really mean anything other than just helping helping the student, but like sometimes it's just like it's that it's that uh straw that breaks the camel's back you know it's it's that last straw that like uh like um i'm i'm already overwhelmed and this is this is like now escalating it uh to a physical level yeah there's a lot of layers too because it's because it's about this person wants to love the piano and sometimes when you get a bad teacher like in anything, right? And then it's sort of like they 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 something you, you're passionate about, you love, and the teacher kind of ruins that for you in a lot of ways, right? That said, play yeah. devil's advocate a little bit. There's you like sometimes keep like students need some there's a certain personality that needs that teacher that the really get in their face to really push them, right? But then some of course some people don't need that. It's, it, there's there's you know what I mean, there's different layers, it's not a black and white thing, I guess, basically what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. And I'm glad you you highlighted that. I think 
just speaking on that it's not even sometimes like person by person sometimes it's just moment by moment you know like sometimes your needs are different and sometimes a teacher can read it better than other times um because i think even in even in good student teacher relationships there are moments where you're not necessarily in sync on like what your goal is yeah. um and so even though i i definitely wanted to highlight you know the antagonizing moments uh with the teacher i did want to have that that humanizing element for him as well um to highlight that you know this maybe he's pushing her because he wanted to to do this thing and he wasn't pushed to it and he feels that if he pushes her she can accomplish what he couldn't or you know she can uh, find peace with the music that he doesn't have because he has this turbulent relationship with piano um and so you know that doesn't justify what he does but I, i definitely wanted to add in this understanding of him as a musician as well and not just as an antagonizing uh feature yeah no it's the, the, the fantastic it's like it's like you said you're not telling a, like a direct story it's up to the viewer the viewer can interpret what they what they want i guess you have a vision of course but you're you kind of left it up to that kind of to the viewer the individual to kind of figure it out themselves i guess definitely definitely um and that's why again at the end when she is alone with the piano again, uh, you can assume kind of from the tone that maybe she's found some kind of, you know, closure or satisfaction, but we never really see what that is, you know? Um, When she stops playing, is that her saying goodbye to the piano? Is that her, you know, taking a break because she's finally reconnected with the piano and she's about to start playing again? Like, I I definitely wanted to leave it up to the individual's experience with the piece. 100%. 100%. So tell me about, uh, let's talk about your, your your cast and crew. Tell me about your uh, your lead. She's fantastic, Eva. Yes, Eva Lynn is amazing. So I put out some casting calls to the local um, kind of online boards that, that are available throughout uh, just East Coast market. Um, I was definitely looking for someone to embody that, that, uh, non non dialogue driven uh, nature of the piece um, because there's so many moments alone with the character that we need to be able to read um, again interpret as you will but we need to be able to at least read them um, and so I, I I told this story I think the other the other day to someone and she she was very surprised at this but um, I was telling Evelyn that when I was getting the self tapes in for the auditions, um, obviously she had, she had uh, a robust, you know, musical experience that was required of the role um, Mm -hmm. as well as acting experience. Um, And so when I was getting the self tapes in, I think most of them were about 60 seconds long. Um, I'd asked for like two takes of most of them. And so each take was usually like 60 seconds when people would send them in. Um, and she sent in, I think, like, her her takes were either two minutes or two and a half minutes, but they were, like, double the length of some other people's. And so okay. I was thinking, this is either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. It was incredible. It, like, you know, I was getting very emotional the first time I watched it, and I was kind of like, uh, there, there were some other very good, you know, candidates, but 
hers really moved me and I, I think it would have been, you know, uh, an oversight not to, not to pull her into the role. Um, Cause you know, we, we I was going to say that she didn't know how to play the piano. Yes. Yeah. So all of, all of the piano playing on, on screen is, is uh, live. The only thing that I think isn't live is our, our sound designer recorded the piano piece that's in post-production or the not post-production, um, the credit sequence. So okay. the post-film sequence. Um, but yeah, all the, all the piano playing on screen is live. Um, so she, she had learned that piece before and okay. she brought it to like our acting rehearsals. She was like, let's use this piece. I'd obviously had like something set in there, like, oh, maybe we can learn this one. Maybe we can choose a different one. But luckily she had uh, Reverie in her repertoire and she was like, I think this would really work. Um, and so I, I you know, took a listen through it. I looked up the meaning of Reverie and Reverie is actually dream in French. Um, so I thought that really fit with the theme of the yeah. piece. Um, and again, yeah, through rehearsal, she she just really understood the character and understood the vision for the piece. So I'm very grateful that that she was in the role. So tell me about the the shooting the crying scene, the when she you have a real strong close up and the, the tear. It's like almost like a perfect scene. So so that's a that's a really I think just magical story from production. We we started that sequence at the end of the second day. Um, and we were just getting getting some of the coverage of her leaving the room. Um, but then we started the final day of shooting with the with continuing to dive into that sequence. Um, because my DP was like, I really, I really want to get some tighter shots on her face. I really want to um make sure that we really capture that emotion. And so they were they were setting final lighting, and I think they were getting sound ready. And she is just standing in the corner, like on her mark. Um, I'm working with the DP. I look over at her and she's just like, she is thousand mile stare, like past all of us. And she's like starting to shake. And then she's starting to like, her lips starting to quiver. And I tapped the DP and I was like, just, just roll, just roll right now. Um, so no one knew we were rolling on that, but we, we just started rolling and then, the tears started pouring and everyone's like, like still they're silent. They're like, Oh, should we be recording this? Should we be rolling on this? And I'm like, like we are, we are like, let's just, let's capture this moment. So That's we amazing. got it. We let it roll for, you know, one or two minutes and then we cut it. And I was like, okay, thank you guys. You know, we can put that on the log afterward, but capturing that spontaneous moment was, was great. Was great. Well, I'm but sure yeah, she's, she's happy a, when she saw the film that she, like, from, yeah. her, from a professional standpoint, she has that moment for her real. Exactly. Her, yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah she, we're we're very grateful for her and hope that she got, you know, out of the experience what we got. Um, because she was just, she brought something amazing to the set. She did. She was fantastic. And she she had the right, like, so let's talk about your, your, your cinematographer. Because the, she's really well, like... <laughs> lit like it's a really well job yeah a lot of the film is really close-ups right like and then i know you yeah. got the hallway scene but it's all like kind of dimly lit even the room like you kind of you're but it's almost like we're aware of we're aware of the lights but we're like but it's part of the thematic of the film that makes sense so tell me about yeah. working with with them and, and kind of like coming up with your lighting design and your shot list 
Definitely. So uh, the the cinematographer that I, I worked with, Jay Lynn, he is just a brilliant cinematographer cameraman in our program currently. Um, he has a lot of experience with gaffing as well. And uh, one of the main reasons that I pulled him onto this project last year was uh, we'd wanted to work with each other on something for a while. But when I was writing this idea, I knew I wanted it to be harsh shadows. I knew I wanted it to be these these powerful, intentional close-ups and, and really, again, capturing those nonverbal sequences. Um, and he just has a, a robust repertoire of bringing that element to the screen. Um, so I definitely, I, I wanted to use his, his vision to also bring the piece to life. Um, I knew that, you know, in our discussions, we talked about uh, warm lighting versus cold lighting with kind of the sunset little sequence at the end versus it being really cold lighting in the room earlier um, and kind of increasingly colder. He worked on um, color grading as well um, in post with our editor just to ensure this. Um, and yeah, that, that was, that was fantastic working with him and, and knowing that he automatically had the vision for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think working working with his his style that he's established was definitely a strength of the piece. Um, yeah. And then we we used a, a mutual friend of ours um, was pulled on as gaffer, and so during like location scouts and and tech rehearsals, it would be the three of us um, just roundtabling with the key grip. Okay, like we want to have a spotlight above the piano, so. We need to figure out a way. We we shot in one of the the music facilities at my school, and so it was kind of like, okay, how do we find like a non intrusive way to rig a spotlight above the piano so that we have like this harsh light? And yeah, a lot a lot of technical decisions going into that, but on an aesthetic end, his style was definitely um, perfect to to portray the story. I would work with them again. I would work with him again. I think he's got something. He is definitely he is he is very talented. Um, Jalen, if you're watching it, thank you, man. <laughs> you, you alluded to sound design before. It's a fantastic sound design, not just because it's the piano or whatever, but it's a really nice slice, like, because you're alone in the room, the hallway scenes kind of like the use of non-sound. I know it kind of, it's kind of like cliche, but the use of not of silence is kind of key to this film as well. Uh, tell me about working with your sound designer. Yeah, so our our kind of primary sound designer was also our onset sound mixer, um, okay. and he is a music technology major at our school. Um, and so when I, I worked with him on a few like short projects in the past, but when I brought this to the table, I was very much pitching it as like it's this film that can highlight his musical recording skill and, and his musical. Uh, passions you know I, that that was a big element that that was unique and that brought people onto the project was the fact that we were um incorporating music into the live production um and so he was he was excited to accept the challenge um again during some tech rehearsals sometimes it would just be the two of us going to the room and um making sure that we were troubleshooting okay there's an air conditioner in here what time does it turn off what time can we contact the building for that and then you know what what mics can we bring in to mitigate any uh ambient noise that isn't necessary because like you were saying room tone was definitely very important um to the project and the, the use of silence was important um 
during the recording of the piano sequence on the final day, he brought in um, like like a, a lot more just like specialty mics. Um, I would say I, I I'm not very technically fluent yeah. on the the sound technology side, but he brought in um, a bit more of a setup the final day and was creating like this pseudo recording box um, around the piano, putting a lav up in the up in the soundboard of the piano. Um, and just kind of we, we let him have like the hour that we were using to set up or rehearse or whatever, just to kind of free reign on setting up whatever kind of sound gear he wanted for the day. Um, and and I think he had fun with it. Um, we we were at one rehearsal where it was just the two of us and he pulled me aside and he was kind of like, you know what this like kind of reminds me of like the way we're treating music because uh i'd kind of said there are moments where there's dialogue there's moments where music is kind of more like a foley element like so we hear it like alongside hearing breaths and then like with the the teacher's solo and with her solo at the end there's it, it should almost feel like a music video yeah. He was kind of like, you know what this reminds me of? Like a La La Land type thing. And I was kind of like, different Damien Chazelle movie, but but he's on track, yes. Like, like bringing Which in incidentally is the same director as Whiplash. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, so he, he had fun with it. Yeah, he's fantastic. fantastic. Like you got a really good crew, you're, but you're a really great director too because you kind of brought all these great pieces together. Um Obviously, you had a great you have a, you had a great crew and you had a great cast, but yeah, I'm highlighting your your act your 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 lead actor who's fantastic, yeah. your cinematographer and your sound designer, like all like for a first film, it's pretty it's pretty money. What did you? Oh my god, I just did a swinger driver. I never done that before, <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably way no, absolutely. Me. But um, um, yeah, that's all them. I, I gave you know them the script and have let them have free reign. So very very excited at what they. That's more on your part. So that's that's a good. Sometimes a good director is just getting out of the way. Sometimes. Yeah. What did you think about the audience? We sent the audience to you, and the audience had to say about the film. I I was very grateful for that because I think that this is one of the only festivals that has done that, like just or does that in general. I think for for a student accessible film um so as as a student and just as you know like a first first film first short um it was just a, a really great experience to get like truly objective feedback um and from people who whose opinions were were very uh articulate because their role was to critique the film it wasn't just kind of sent to them on a whim um, so it, it was really nice to hear what worked and what doesn't, but what, what was, uh, portrayed across, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's got some experimental elements. So, uh, it was nice to, to hear that some of it was working, yeah. um, and objectively that people could read it, um, it was just good validation. Um, and then it's just, it, it was a great morale boost for the crew as well, um, just knowing that we we got that feedback and we've we've had a bigger audience and impact than just our school community. We love our school community. Again, we're very tight knit and very yeah. supportive within within the the film major and community here at Temple. Um, but we're always you know encouraging each other and happy to see each other uh, outreach as well. So that was just that that was great to be able to share that with the crew. Um, yeah. 
It's fantastic. Well, I want to see your next film. Uh, I, I guess you're working on it this year in your last year of university. It's a, you're, yeah, if this is your first film, you're, you're on your way. So I want to see what you do next. I think you're, you're really onto something uh, from a th- th- thematic and tone level. Listen, I know this is a personal story for you. And it seems like you have you had a perspective on it. I was just talking about it on the previous podcast about like writing, making a personal story, but making sure you have a little bit of perspective, so they're not it's the, the motions aren't confusing for you. And it seems like you kind of accomplished that with this film. Thank you so much. Yeah, that that was very, very much you know a, a back and forth along the way. I've had some great faculty advisors along the way as well. Um, my my two uh, directing advisors last fall that helped with the screenwriting process especially um were were very very articulate and helpful in helping me make sure that objectively uh, the point came across and then my my advisor during the production process was also helpful in making sure that i was articulating that in the edits that we we output as well um so yeah i'm very excited to to bring the next one around, bring the next one to them, let them tear it apart, and then you know go back to the drawing board and and uh, finish that up after this year. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk again. Let's talk when that made, that film's made, and uh, keep up the good work. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here I'm with Jenna and Kaya. God, Gabby Fire is the short film. It is an animation film. It is a dance film played at the experimental dance. Music Film Festival, excellent, excellent film. Uh, it's funny because you guys are from, you guys are from the the the, the School of Visual Arts, correct? Yes. You're the second uh, team person I've talked to today from the School of Visual Arts, which is which is interesting. So you seem to be doing some good things. <laughs> of course, yeah. I saw the other film um, which was in our year. So, that was all that that was part yeah, of your that part was of the festival, like, yeah. In this festival. Yeah. Um the title was like flower? What's that? <laughs> what was the title? I, I forgot. Oh, of the other film? It was Pav of Three uh Yeah. Oh Pavista. Yeah. Her her I uh, heard like kind of music video um about New York City, so Yes, it was beautiful. The mm-hmm. VFX was I love really that. good. I love that one as well. And and your school is like is very interesting. The more schools because it it's it helps you submit to festivals, correct? Like it helps you, <laughs> like they submitted for you for you guys. Yeah, yeah. For this festival, it was really helpful for them to submit for us. Yeah, so they really they're really because most most film schools don't do that, so they're really. They're really helping you guys out, kind of getting the, the film, the films that they believe in out there more, I guess. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The school is like doing a lot of stuff for us. <laughs> yeah. And in the past, I don't think there were many music video uh, films. So I think this year, because there were so many that they really wanted to encourage it and um, support them. Yeah. But your film is like, I guess it's an, it's a, I guess it's the animation music video, I guess, right? Yeah. And you made it with a dance kind of sequence. So <laughs> tell me about like you guys working together. Where, did you guys meet at school? Yes, we met sophomore year in our thesis class. Yeah. And you guys connected? Yeah, so like there was a class for like everyone to um pitch their like thesis mm-hmm. idea. So like um also like 
if someone likes like someone else's like idea, like they can also like team up. So that's how we <laughs> met in that class. Yeah, Kaya, um, she pitched her thesis idea to our whole class. And um, I really loved the idea. Like it seemed really fun. And um, I liked that it was so high energy and was a very like colorful idea. Positive film, I guess, right? Yeah. So who did the music for this film? Oh, so um, I commissioned a K-pop composer in Korea. Yeah. Uh, his name was um, Jiho Woo. <laughs> uh, he had a nickname, which... I, I think am not remembering at the moment, but I will pull out right now. <laughs> Did he go by mood? I think. Yeah, mood. Thank you, Zema. Yes. <laughs> and how does it work to commission commission the film from from them? Like, how does it? What's the process? Oh, so, um, I had like an initial idea of like, so Dokabi is like a Korean like mythical creature, and like I had an idea about like this mythical creature in the urban setting like who likes party and stuff like I had this like rough design so like I gave the design to the um composer and like I want this like really like um fun and like playful like with like energetic music so like I got like a couple of beats and like we figure out the lyrics together as well so that's why I think um, we could get a music like that, like that are, it is like just perfectly made for our films. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really cool. Did they, have they seen the move up the, the video? Yeah, yeah, they did. And they, and they liked it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you gave me, you made them a music video. You made them a music video, like you made them a music <laughs> yeah, video. Yeah, we, we kind of did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell me about the pro the process of uh making what kind of what style of animation is this? So um our film has 3D animation as well as 2D animation at the end. Um we used mocap animation for like the dance sequence, like the chorus and such. And then um for the animation during like the beginning and doing parts that were less energetic and less motion, we um, animated ourselves. And yeah, okay. And so in, in terms of the the dancing, did someone help you like animate the choreography of the dance? Yeah, actually, we also collaborated with a choreographer um, in New York and. We also like showed the music and the concepts and everything. So like, uh, can you make a choreography like that matches this vibe? And like, she also like gave a bunch of samples and like we kind of worked together and did a motion capture um, shoot um, in our school. Like we, as School of Visual Art has like a little um, motion capture room that for students. So. 
Cool. And then the concept of the video is that is that this girl is having a kind of a kitty party, like a kind of a normal average party that like a preteen would have. And then and then she goes into her fantasy world and, and she has like a kick-ass party, I guess, right? Like it's like she changes it and it becomes like this ultimate kind of party. It's almost like a coming of age of like her becoming a woman in a sense by going from a, a kiddie party to an adult kick-ass party. Yeah, and I think it also has a lot to do with confidence because I feel like in the in the beginning, we want to show that she's kind of, even though she's with her friends and listening to like the music that she loves, she's still a little bit nervous to start dancing. And then, um, but towards the end of the film, she's like dancing with everybody and she's like, she feels really comfortable in her own skin and everything. And I think we wanted to show that as well as like growing as like maturity, as well as like confidence. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so, yeah, so the, the, cause it's like, she is dancing. So then getting the choreography, it's like, did someone do the, do the dance like in live action and you kind of copied what they did and then put it on animation? Like, how was that process? Yes, that's the exact process we did. Yeah. Like a motion capture um data is um transferred through like a bunch of software like um I'm so nervous I'm blanking out the name. Bunch of software. Yeah. <laughs> like eventually to Maya and I wrote a little script that um transferred the data to like a animatable rig and like so the animation is like back to the rig and that point like i can like actually like tweak some keys and like add like hand movement and like expression to like really polish that motion out that's really cool and this is what you all learned in, at your school correct yes and then you have you guys graduated yes we graduated um this spring <laughs> So this was your kind of graduation film, thesis film, I guess, right? Yes. How'd you do? Did you pass? Yes. Yes. And your teacher liked the like the film. Is this what you both want to do? You both want to do like, like, uh, like a special effects or animation in the film industry? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, I did um, environment modeling and texturing and lighting and rendering and compositing and so I want to pursue that and Kaya oh <laughs> um I did all the character related stuff and some of the technical side of it like motion capture and stuff so yeah I'm really into um just like uh, music video dancing like music in general so Someday, yeah, I would want to make like another animated music video. <clears throat> gotcha. And so, and so, basically, was there anybody else involved in the film? Like, you got the choreographer, you got the music, <laughs> and then you, the two of you, kind of did everything else, I guess, right? Yeah, for the most part, we had help, of course, from like teachers and critiques and like opinions from friends and mm -hmm. such that was really and useful. how long did it take you to make the film the A whole year? process yeah from start to finish i'd say two years yeah 
two years. Wow. With, with school, <laughs> of yeah. course. But tell me about creating the character, like character, the, the faces and the, in the, in like kind of like the texture and like, how did you, did you guys like draw for a long time to kind of nail what type of the look of the character? Yeah. Um, we did a lot of like concept art. Also, um, we brainstormed together to like which kind, which object we want to put on those like friends' head. <laughs> so ended up with um pizza, unicorn, and satay, and the baby head. Yeah, the baby, baby head. head. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, because there's a lot of like uh, in terms even the 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 fashion. There's a lot of fashion in your film in terms of like costume. Was that was that really thought out? For sure. <laughs> we almost missed out the another another artist we commissioned. Um her name is um her nickname is Ago and like she like helped us develop all the like a uh, fashion that are like inspired by um like Korean traditional clothes, but like like in a modern and like a sparkly like stage style. So yeah, yeah we definitely want to credit her. So there's a real Korean influence, I guess, in your film. Yeah, like a mixture of it, like in a fun way. Jen, are you Jen? Are you you're Korean as well? No, I'm actually Chinese. Chinese, and but you're okay with the Korean influence. Yeah, um, I listened to K-pop before. Um, starting this project and so I love the idea of making a k-pop music video I've always loved like KDA and like that kind of style and the kind of influence that it has so I was excited I guess it's, I guess it's like k-pop is really popular it's like especially in the eastern eastern world I guess right yeah it's getting popular it's getting popular or it already like is popular it is popular but it's like getting more popular which is yeah. good and then you mentioned the the 2D animation at the end of the film or kind of like the scary or why did you guys decide to do that transition to like those little those little kind of moments in 2D and like kind of different style of animation? Oh, um, so um we were in, we were in like 3D animation class, but before that, um I used to do a lot of 2D like hand drawing animation. So like I wanna like put mm. some aspects of like 2D inside it. And like also like it varies the style and like mm, like amps up the general energy and like it makes like a good highlight of the film. So we did that. Gotcha. Yeah, because it kind of really kind of stands out. It like it kind of like that kind of contrast in style. I think it helps the film stand out as a whole because it has diff all different types of animation. And also it was like a really nice transition to like the finale of like the photographs. Yeah, yeah just a beautiful looking film, like in terms of like the product, like like the, the background, the fashion. I know it's animation, but like kind of like everything, the style, really nice stylized film kind of showcases both of your talents, I guess, right? Thank you. Thank you. And we send the audience to you. What did you guys think of what the audience had to say about your film? I was very happy about it. And I, 
like even like oh no, Jenna, you go first. No, no, that's it. Just um, it was very nice to hear all of like the opinions and um, how they love like the vibrancy and the animation, and they love like the two D animation parts and like the characters because we worked so hard on um those aspects to make it stand out and make it really aesthetically like pleasing and vibrant. Hiya. Yeah. Kai, did you think that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, also adding to that, um, like, in general, like, while making the film, like, I was, like, like, trying really hard to, like, um, get our, like, story, get our, like, messages out, like, on top of, like, beautiful, like, visuals, and, like, I was really glad that, like, the audience, like, really got the story and, like, the message um, behind that. Yeah, hundred percent. They loved your film. So you guys like so the the school's based. It's four year program based in New York City, Gramercy area. Where are you guys from originally? Um, so I was um raised on Long Island, New York. So not too not too far from where the school did. Did you did you did you live there? Or did you commute every day to school? Um, I lived in the city. Okay. And Kai, where are you where are you from? Um. I'm born and raised in Korea, and I went to New York City um, for School of Visual Arts. Did you commute from Korea every day to go to school? or I'm just I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have my private jobs. <laughs> so then, so how was this, how was that, because you guys from different kind of different worlds, different perspectives, but how was like, like living in New York City kind of like that? It was a little bit of a culture shock at the beginning? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so like I live in Seoul like which is also a big city yeah in Korea so like city to city was like not that too much of a difference um in a way but also um it's it's more loud and it's kind of dirty and like crowded in New York City but it's a character in a way. Yeah, and then so then Jenna, you're like, did you like go there a lot during when you were a kid? Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, uh, well, my mom works and worked in the city like my whole like her, my whole life and her whole life. So um, we would go there sometimes. Like I visit her, I go to work with her, or we go to plays together and such like that. But I it was I didn't know what it was like to actually live there. And to actually live there was really, was really nice and refreshing and fun. And what 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 do you remember like when you guys were teenagers and you decided to go to this program? What motivated you to to do like special effects animation? What 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 what, what brought you to this program? Um, well, in high school, I actually I saw a TED talk about um about working on three D feature films. And so um, it really inspired me because I knew that I loved art and I loved technology. And so um, 3D animation and visual effects kind of like brought all of that together. So I thought it was perfect. Um, I've been always into animated characters that are singing and dancing from, I don't know if you guys are like familiar with it, but like Vocaloid and like, gorillas like studio killers of course um kda 
from Resan, they are like, they are all like animated, like non-existing characters, but like they're like a band and like they have music videos. Like I was like really fascinated about them like, and wanting to make like one of those kind in one day. And it's like, like this is, this was like my dream film. <laughs> And then you guys are both graduated and now you're both, are you both working in the industry now? Yeah, but we are like also consistently looking for work. <laughs> because the economy is like hard and like the job security is not really good these days. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a, it's a process. You guys are now, you're young, you're, you're, going to start your careers and going to do your different things. And, and uh, yeah, and I wish you guys the bad, both the best. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to make more films. So hopefully we can talk again when you guys make your next films. Uh, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is an excellent film, by the way, very beautiful animation, very uplifting. It's like nice, like I said, nice choreography, nice costumes. It's just like a really great animation film. So can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.